Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Just some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. So, Andy, what did you like today, personally? Personally, I loved Martin Kellner. I always yeah. enjoy Martin's uh, little look at sport on he TV. He recommended a documentary that yeah, I think sounds very good, good, if you like rugby league. Todd Macklin was on form today. Actually, yeah. we don't always put the podcast... Uh, podcast. Well, we, we always put, put the podcast in. We always put the podcast out. We don't always put Todd's bit in, but actually today's stories were very amusing. What are you saying? He's not normally any good? No, I'm not saying that at all. It just doesn't... It sounds matter. like it. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Todd has some time really constraints today. Yeah, you're going to hear from Donald Trump. You don't get that every day, do you? <laughs> <laughs> it did um, sound a bit like that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. But Sorry. I didn't mean it, Todd. I didn't listening. mean it. Well, he won't be. He and, download, uh, the podcast, he? download the podcast. Download the podcast. On the off chance he's in it. He probably has. This is the one week he doesn't download it, and it's the one he's in, wasn't it? After all, <laughs> 10 years he's been downloading it, nothing. So uh, We did a little bit at the top where you gave me a, a comedy lesson. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll let, we'll let the listeners decide. Um, so, yeah, all that, really, yeah, basically. It, yeah. You ready for that? Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to make a confession, actually. I just made to the producer. And oh, yeah. It was quite amusing. But I said, I said, Jim, have you ever heard of the stuff that you put in the loo called poo drops? You use it after you've been in it. I've, no, of, I've, I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite a popular product. And, yeah, uh, around your way, it is. Well, you know, in various places. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep it next to uh, my beard oil. I got out the shower. <laughs> Why I, do you keep? Well, because it's just uh, where it is oh. in the bathroom. So I get out this is, and it's the classic <laughs> beard oil poo drop switcheroo routine, isn't it? it that was. you've got known for. It was. Yeah. Uh, without my glasses, I, I got out the so shower. So you've rubbed poo drops in your beard. <laughs> I have. Yeah. It's tremendous. Poo drops keep falling in my beard. <laughs> Never mind. So anyway. what? What sort of effect does it add? Well, nothing really. I just, Probably doesn't smell quite as good. Well, I don't know. It's quite a strange smell for a beard. At the lab, the lab smells a bit beardy. <laughs> yeah, probably. I've no that. idea. If you've done the old switcheroo, <laughs> uh, that's, I, I always feel I've, I've got this thing. Because again, our bins are going as mm. well. We have some eye drops in the cabinet there, yeah. and the missus has sometimes a little bit of nail glue. <laughs> and I'm always good. really worried. <laughs> I'm always really worried that I'm going to pick up the wrong one. I have to make sure we keep the two apart. As I sitting in casual with my eyes closed, <laughs> not great. I told you I put sun cream on the other week when it was really sunny and uh, I forgot that I had a beard. So I just put it all over my face. I had this white like Buster beard. Buster Merrifield, yeah. Anyway, uh, Brentford's Neil Mopay. 
Mopé has been suspended for three games. Oh dear! Off that stamp on McGinn. I don't know if you see it. Obviously, be Neil less pay for a bit. Yeah, we could be. Yeah, <clears throat> no yeah. problem. Michael or, or Neil no pay. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Maybe that. That's kind of that work. <laughs> Let's workshop Let's it. Workshop that. You can have <laughs> Neil less pay, or you can just change one letter, Andy. But come back next week, and we'll work on that together. Fantastic. Yeah. Marvellous. At least I had the courage to put it in. Yeah, you did. Well, that was bold. You deserve a medal for that. Michael man. Owen says he's never drunk tea or coffee, which I think is a shame, because I reckon a double espresso might liven him up a bit, the old commentary. He <laughs> should go for it. Might do, yeah. The first one, imagine if he went on after that first one. How can you have got to this age in your life? I don't know how old Michael is now. He's got to be, is he 40? Well, he's never watched a, he says he's never watched a film or something. He said he saw a film once and he didn't like it. <laughs> I, I can't what, see one. Yeah, no Mark Kermode, is he really? Let's be honest. Not really. I watched the film once and I didn't like it. Yeah. And you see, the BBC gave away 299 free passes to Wimbledon yeah. this year, including Motti, our own John Motti. Yeah. I can safely predict he won't be getting one next year. Well, when he comes in, we'll say we'll buy any spares. Yeah, he's going to join us later on. Uh, and uh, do you remember during the run-up to the World Cup, Jerry Lawton in the star, he was desperate, wasn't he? Desperate to put you off going there. The scare stories. Scare stories every day. It was the hooligans, it was the mosquitoes, it was whatever it was, the food, the, the hookers, the everything. Okay. So it put you right off. Now, he's, he, having failed completely with that because none of it materialised, yeah. he's now having a go at the Ryder Cup. Oh, Ryder Cup, red alert, Golf Chiefs fear terror attack. Oh, no, to be fair to him, that, that was all over the Telegraph yesterday. There was a big piece on it, and, and Bob was talking about there are it? There are con- some concerns in France. Yeah, they are, the security is heightened, Andy. I think he's not just, we, he's not just singled it out on his own. But security is always heightened for well, big sporting events, yeah, isn't it? You could true. say that's always the case. Now, Mark Blundell's going to join us later on, and one of the things we're going to be t- we're talking about, obviously, driving. That's a massive surprise, as he's an ex-F1 driver. But uh, a new survey uh, has been undertaken. And in it, uh, 33% would love to drive an open, unrestricted road, they said, drivers, with meatloafs bat out of hell and Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild, the most popular songs mm. to drive to. Yeah, so, it's quite, Steppenwolf one is quite a good uh, driving song. So if, if you've got some favourites, we'll run them past Mark a little bit later on. What's the one? When, when the old arm goes out the window and maybe the roof comes down or the sunroof opens up, what do you think? Oh got to put that on got to put that track on so uh, let us know this afternoon the probably speed's after about 11 miles an hour it does take imagine, it away a bit what's that <laughs> most of the time the average, yeah. if you're driving through camden yeah. yeah there you are nine steady 19 <laughs> miles an hour playing born to be wild yeah, uh, it could be rochford cuddly toy of course after the partridge film i imagine a few people mm. must stick that on and join in so anyway let us know um Talksport.com, text 81089 tweet tsh and j whether it's ever got you into trouble mm. has anybody ever joined in I mean, maybe you've got a little bit of a sing-along going. Hmm. Uh, let us know, and we'll run those past Mark when he joins us to talk about that and a bit of F1 later on. You see, a firm of undertakers uh, are offering club funerals. It's not the first time we've seen this, no. actually. This is for a firm in Brentford. Yeah. And uh, I actually wanted a Chelsea one, but uh, apparently they, they'd sent all the young undertakers to the co-op on loan. <laughs> they've all gone there, haven't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, you know it goes. And they've gone, to that one, they've gone to that one in Arnhem, <laughs> that co-op branch in Arnhem. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the wife said she saw, actually, no, her, fr- her friend saw this morning somebody I- I- using the services, the Brentford funeral with the whole Brentford coffin and everything. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think it's quite a nice thing, actually. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I think... Would the, you like the Chelsea funeral? Well, I, the I, full Chelsea funeral? I like the Chelsea funeral, yeah. Why not? How Chelsea'd up would you like it to be? 
Um, I'd like Stanford to be driving the hearse. That's a nice... But through those... I mean, that's quite dangerous, isn't it? Through through that massive head. So Stanford driving the hearse, that's yeah. nice. And um, uh, Carl can do the, you know, the, the PA. PA and yeah. do the announcing and announce yeah. them on. He's only got one joke. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy Jacobs. Yeah. Andy Jacobs. Andy Jacobs. <laughs> Carl can do the announcing like you do at the stadium. Who else, else can we get? be Chelsea? Yeah, I, th- I don't know really. I mean, Obviously, uh, blue and white. Coffee. Well, we could uh, we could have uh, Ron Harris as an usher, so people can come in and kick him into row Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Show them where to go. Show them where to go. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That's good, really. Yeah. So, with this Chelsea themed. Look, we don't want Andy to die, do we? <laughs> Not well, don't if... say that. I was, my fancy saying yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible thing to say, but we don't. But if he did, we want to Chelsea up that funeral. If you want to add to that this afternoon, Not morbid. I've already found the picture for his order of service. I've got, I've kept that, Andy, that picture. I've favourited it. I've got a little white heart on it on my phone. So I've, I've never seen you look so happy in that Francis Rossi waistcoat on the day of the England-Croatia game. It's the happiest you've ever looked, Well, Andy, I did. It was a lovely can day, see wasn't that on the front, I remember it very well. Yeah. Of the order of service. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. You might have a view on this. I thought, you know, I'm... I'm Big fan of Neil Ashton. I think he writes some good stuff. I didn't agree with him this morning about Spurs. I thought it was a very strange piece. He said, Spurs are in danger of turning into a franchise football club, Mm. picking and choosing where they play depending on the interest in their fixtures. Hang on a minute. <laughs> the stadium will be eventually finished. They're going to and be think, there for another 100 years. I think to be years. fair, they're, they're, they're not going on the road. They're, um, they're, no. They play all the games at Wembley if they you know, could. It's, it's just, just an they, unfortunate they temporary situation. I, mm. people have, there's been a lot of nonsense spoken about this, I think. Uh, Manchester United apparently going to unveil their pink Adidas kit next week. And I wonder yeah. if it's going to have the same effect potentially as the Norwich dressing room. Maybe it's kind of you, you're confronted with a pink shirt and, and you start. get very relaxed. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's a bit of science. Palermo, the Italian team, wear Yeah, pink. they did, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So uh, that, that's good. Talking of colour, there's a lovely, there's a tribute to uh, Jim, uh, Jimmy McElroy, the great Burnley player who died this yeah. week, and there's an obituary. And in the picture is one of those colourised uh, pictures from the 50s. It's just, you've just, it's just oh, flipped sorry. down. Yeah, yeah, they I are fantastic. Things, yeah, yeah, the old Charles Buckens football monthlies. They used mm. to colourise the old shots. They're brilliant. Back so, in the day. Yeah, good stuff there. Um, uh, yeah, do you see Tom Ince um, talking about what must happen at Stoke? He said we Win? must... He said, we must man up, grow a pair, I've, I've paraphrased that, put ourselves on the line, actually show some hunger. We have to make this a terrible place to come. And I was thinking, there's somebody's going to do a Stoke gag there, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some Port Vale fan is definitely going to do a Stoke gag there. Jose Mourinho would have quit any club other than Manchester United by now, says a report today in the yeah. Daily Mirror. No, he wouldn't. He never quits. He always waits for the payoff. That's absolutely does he really? He never flounces. I don't think he does. I think you'll find... Has he ever flounced? As far as I know, he said no. he didn't at Chelsea. He certainly didn't at uh, Madrid, did he? So, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, he may have to wait for the payoff. What, mate, what do you make as a cricket man, very quickly, on Johnny Bairstow uh, potentially um, being a specialist batsman and not keeping wicket for England? That's what they're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I think his think- batting's better. You look at his score without wicket keeping, you know. It's an important position, wicketkeeper, yeah. but it's more important that we've got somebody who can make like a, a big hundred, and he is one of those people. So, I don't think it's a problem, really. Good. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Here he is then, he's back, uh, TV reviewer, uh, talk radio presenter, podcaster, future podcaster. seller of uh, homemade scrumpy by the roadside. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, indeed. with just a new business opportunity may have Absolutely. opened up in a little story in the, the sport today. Yeah. But anyway, Martin, we, we What's won't... it called? Disgusting Gordon something or other? Disgusting Gordon. And <laughs> yeah, we won't go into it now. <laughs> it's but, quite uh, revolting. It's, it, it's, not, it's not cider. It, it's the same colour, unfortunately. <laughs> Don't buy it if you see no. it. No. Anyway, Martin. He's um, done well to produce that much, really. He has, yearly. And so anyway, what... What kind of week have you had sports-wise? Mark? Well, now it's rugby league cup final. Yeah, tomorrow, we had a we had know. a chat about it earlier on. Speak to Mark Wilson. We yeah. did speak, but it's not yeah. a problem. We were very. I mean, we, you're a big fan of rugby league, and we were talking up the virtues of Challenge oh, Cup a, final. It was day. a yeah. documentary. You said what you're going to talk about. I'm going to talk oh, about the documentary yeah. in a minute, but just not on, on the final. Also, I don't know whether Mark mentioned this, but there's all sorts of controversy within rugby league. Mm. Whether it means as much these days yeah. as it did when it was in May, you know, it was in May. It was it was a huge event. Mm. Um, these, you know, you wouldn't get a seat on a train coming. I, I got a train today from Wakefield. In those days, you wouldn't be able to sit down uh, on the train. Going, yeah. you, know, you also would find it very uncomfortable walking along corridors. Uh, <laughs> in those, you know, your feet would stick to etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But these days, it's not got the impact that that it used to have. Um, although the train was full of uh, Wakefield fans, Bradford fans, mm-hmm. Leeds fans, because that's the thing about the Rugby League Cup final. Yeah. You, you know, the people buy their tickets way in advance. They have a weekend in the smoke, you know, and, um, yeah. and there were loads of fans. And, and uh, Graham, the train guard, I have to pay tribute to him. Right. Because obviously the Bradford fans, Leeds fans, etc., down the train. And he says, I know a lot of you have come down for the, uh, for the Cup final tomorrow uh, and you'll all be supporting Warrington against Catalans because who wants to support a team? from Lancashire. Which I thought was a cracker. That's a good line. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, they're broadcasting these these train guys. Yeah. But yeah, it is a problem. Uh, they can be good. And, I, I had and one. he had a fallout with one. I did. Uh, he didn't like the fact the guy was doing comedy. He kept, uh, doing, he kept doing jokes. Very short. He kept doing jokes and everything. So I, I got out the train to have a word with him. Oh, did you? Yeah. And then he deliberately set the train. Closed the doors. Him, closed the doors. And left, and left him there on, on the platform. Really? <laughs> on the platform, yeah. Yeah, that's worse than being blocked on Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, the documentary, which I thought was was mm. great, because I, I speak here loads of times about the um, the documentaries on BT Sport, 30, yeah. 30 for 30, mm. all those. And what I like about those documentaries is they're authored documentaries. You know, whoever's made them comes on the start, gives you mm. uh, his or her uh, take on it, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, it's an authored piece. It's almost like a sort of editorial. Uh, and this was, although it was made by BBC Wales, uh, the presenter, Carolyn Hitt, is a journalist on the Western Mail, you know, yeah. which is the daily paper from Cardiff. Did you work there one point? No, I was on the Western Daily Press. Oh, all right. Um, okay. They were sort of deadly rivals in a little part of Wales. But oh, okay. um, anyway, she, she's a reporter on, on the Western Mail and clearly passionate about Welsh rugby union. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a real eye-opener to, to her, the fact that all these people from the so-called uh, rugby code breakers... Yeah, you know, who went from union to league. Who went yeah. from union to league. Um, for a variety of reasons. I mean, a lot of the time it was obviously about the money. Mm. Uh, although, for a hundred years, um, it was alleged, and it's more than an allegation now, but for about a hundred years, um, Welsh rugby union players got paid by, you know, money in the boots. There was always no, the old know. story, wasn't it? That's yeah. right. It was, it or, was amateur yeah. in, in name. It was amateur in name yeah. only, mm. really. Um, so, obviously, for, you know, for money, some of them went north. But there was also tales of racism, you know, how black... These guys... From Tiger Bay, like Billy Boston, for yeah, instance, yeah. who was a very famous wonderful rugby player. league, wonderful yeah. player, great rugby league player for Wigan. Um, he knew he would never get in the Welsh international team because they didn't pick black players. Wow. So a lot of the guys, you know, from Tiger Bay, which is a big black community in Cardiff, they went up to play uh, rugby league for for that reason. Mm. Uh, there was also obviously when you got into the eighties and players like Jonathan Davis and David Watkins. I think David might have been the seventy, but when um, Jonathan Davis was moving up, the fees were large. You yeah, know? It, I mean he went for a signing on fee of sixteen thousand pounds. Which is a lot to try and put in someone's boots. It's, you know, <laughs> even if you do but it, it's it, switched it, completely the other way now, isn't it? People leave rugby league to go to rugby union for bigger money. Yeah, yeah. well, there's certain clubs sale and. Well, and it was seen as kind of treason to leave Wales and go and play. Oh uh, God, it was, it was, you know. there were some fantastic stories. Mm. I mean, it was seen as treason even to be seen speaking to um, a rugby league scout. <laughs> so if there was it seriously, wow. if there was a guy in town, you know, in, in South Wales, if there's a guy in town who looked like at some time in his life. He eating chips and gravy they you know you would be shunned if you were caught uh, talking to him you know wow. you, there, there was a story and there was full of great stories it was a really good documentary mm. that's uh, it's still on iPlayer well worth um, well, well worth hunting out mm. but there was a story about a couple of Wigan scouts who arrived in uh, Penarth uh, yeah. near Cardiff and they were thrown in the sea they got hold of them. They threw them in the sea and rolled them in, <laughs> rolled them in the surf or, or whatever. There were some some great stories. I'm trying like to think that. of others. Um, Scott Quinnell did, didn't he? Play so, a bit yeah. of and Scott Gibbs. Scott Gibbs going to be called Scott, well. really, if mm. you're going to make the that joke. That was one of the key issues. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and some of some of the a classic thing about the difference between the amateurism and, and and professionalism. Somebody said, "What's the difference between a rugby league player and a rugby union player?" Rugby league players pay tax, That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. which was true, you know, for yeah. right years. But it, of course, in Wales, as Carolyn Hitt was saying on this, if you were a supporter of Welsh Rugby Union, you resented rugby league taking all their good players because between 1911 and I didn't realise this fact, but between 1911 and 1950, Wales didn't win the Triple Crown once. Mm. You know, so that's like a 39-year 
um, famine, if you like, and that was because the players were, were going up north. To Remember those the cross-code games? I went to the one at Twickenham when Bath and And it was interesting because obviously uh, rugby league was a professional game. The guys were full-time and they were fitter. Yeah. And uh, they just came on. They were being well beaten in the rugby union code and then their, their fitness, they started to get a few tries and come on strong. So you could see the kind of yeah. the way things were panning out in those games. Yeah. Well, a lot of the, play, the, the rugby union players who were interviewed who went north to play rugby league were saying that you know, because of the, the, the fitness difference between mm. the amateur sport and the professional sport, it was a real shock to them. And it, it did take them a few weeks to, you know, to get accustomed to it. And I can yeah. remember watching uh, Terry Holmes, who was a Welsh rugby league player, rugby union player, who came up north to play for Bradford Northern. And, uh, of course, the cry went up, what a waste of money. And it did take these people, and, and they couldn't get used to the... F I can remember um, Terry Holmes going around the side of a scrum, and um, there was a stiff arm tackle oh, straight right. away, and, he was, and that was it was fairly par for the course. Jason yeah. Robinson was, was very successful in both codes, wasn't he? Probably yes, he yeah. was, but he, uh, <clears throat> I think he played uh, rugby league, obviously, of Wigan. Yeah. He was a Hunslet mm. lad uh, initially, and then... You know, then switch codes. Mm. Uh, it depends on the position. I think if you switch yeah. codes from league to union, it's very difficult in the pack. I think, yeah, because there's a completely mm. different set of uh, yeah, it's different being a set wing. of disciplines. Nice. But if you're a winger, it's more or less the same. So we should. Uh, that's on the i. That'll be on the i player. Sounds yeah, very good, Martin. Yeah. I should it's go really, and check that out. Check that also, out, yeah. um, Clive Sullivan, who won a World Cup for uh, uh, for the Great Britain against uh, against the Australians. Yeah. Um, scored the winning try wasn't even meant you know there's no me there was no mention of him on sports personality of the year didn't even wow. mention it you know and he really? won the world cup um and in in hull they have clive sullivan way i think there's wow. a bit of traffic chaos on there today so <laughs> no, they, 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 yeah, they have clive sullivan way but as caroline hit was saying uh, no in his uh, in his own he's uh, a prophet without honor in his own land you know yeah, in yeah. cardiff mm. there's absolutely nothing that mentions they had this great player wow. you know Clive Sullivan sounds was, great uh, well, was, I mean, captain, he captained Great Britain we'll go and know. find that um, definitely the co-breakers uh, on, on yeah. beyond the eye player also Good. something I'd like to bring up with you one of my um, mm -hmm. listeners has said have you noticed but and I've not noticed this but you okay. boys might have done have mm. you noticed Paul Merson is morphing into Robert Peston with his glasses <laughs> and foppish hair wow I saw him on Super <laughs> 6 Sky Sports Preview uh, well, presenting I, on that I bet the delivery is different I'd like to see Merson on Sunday as he <laughs> interviews <laughs> Yeah. Theresa May and does he Merce kind of do some sort of political he's part of this uh, programme that was mentioned this morning in the papers that you may eventually get Who's to Paul Merson or Robert Paul Merson okay. and Neil Ruddock and it's basically famous old footballers lose weight it's yeah it's called match fit they have to mm. get they have to get themselves into yeah. shape for uh, a, um, a game of football that was one of those formats that was bound to happen wasn't yeah, it? yeah I think <laughs> it, it was yeah. I think Harry's managing the team and Razor's doing it as you said and yeah. a, few, a few of the I old faces David Seaman Ray's still in great nick. Yeah, yeah. He, he does look in. Uh, well, he, he comes in. This is going to do a quinny and put on about three stone deliberately and then take it off. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible slur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, of course. So yeah. I watched the racing as well. If we've oh, got yeah. time, York. Yeah, yeah. yeah the racing at York, which is um, Francesca uh, Kumani. Kumani, yeah, that's very, right. Good. Yeah, she's very she, good, isn't she? She's very good. She said she couldn't wait for the horses to get into the paddock, mm. which always. Um, so you know, the, the people. The everything sounds like a euphemism. Is this what you mean? No. Oh, okay. They was. They always talk, call it the... Oh, I can't wait for the horses to get into the paddock. I don't know what it means. It that does sound like something, it sounds, yeah. The yes. sort of thing an old bloke would say, oh, don't say that. 
Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the old horses to get. Well, it's released the horses. What does that mean, Dad? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, be. get the Viz book. Viz yeah, but get the Viz. But it's, it's probably it uh, no. But they the call it the Ascot yeah. of the North, don't they? York Racing. Well, they, they, when Ascot was being redeveloped, they had it at, uh, at York. Mm. Do they do the fashion thing on the coverage or not? Is it not quite the same uh, thing? The uh, yeah, on ITV they do yeah, they, they do a few hats. They're not quite as all out as they are at, uh, at Ascot for that. But I like again Matt Chapman. He's constantly talking about this horse being if it wins this race, it'll be officially the second best horse on planet earth and he kept saying the best horse on planet earth i don't know what other planet it is but they're doing the horse racing yeah. on. you know it's yeah. uh, racing and yeah, the, the other yeah. thing i watched we're on the craters yeah. on mars yeah, that's yeah. It could be. and the other thing i watched this week mm. was um obviously watched both the early week football matches yeah uh, and the uh, the Liverpool match against Crystal Palace, and then the Leeds match. Yeah, yeah. yeah Leeds was a little bit disappointing. I didn't think they were they were quite as good as they had been in the other matches. You know, I think they tried to press, but they weren't that good. And uh, I enjoyed Carragher and Neville were particularly mm. salty. They were talk- going through the weekend's football, talking about Arsenal. And they were both, they were either saying that uh, Emery needs to adapt to his players. Mm. Oh, that was Carragher's view. Neville's view was that the players need to adapt to Emery. And they virtually had a fight over it. You know? <laughs> and you could see uh, Gary, when, when Carragher was speaking, Gary Neville, you know, he looked absolutely... Really? Uh, yeah, he's yeah. probably still in a bad mood because of... The, yeah, he may the, still have been in a bad Brighton game. game. Yeah. J- just one more thing. Yeah. Have you got time? Just mm-hmm. a quickie, yeah, we got... Uh, just... Real Marigold Hotel, of course, I watched that again. Of course you did, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Bob Champion this week. I'm keeping, keeping to the sport thing. <laughs> keeping to the sport, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had an enema, if you're interested. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he went to... He was, I thought he had a lot of friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they did actually use did that show in the pro... Did they show it in graphic detail? Yeah, they did. They showed him... Bob Champion's enema. stripped down to his to his briefs and then he went had a bit of a steam he first, got a bit of bit weight of massage. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, he said he used to do that yeah, sort of thing, the steaming and everything, when he was trying not to Not the enema. He didn't, he didn't have a not the enema. weighing room but enema. He's got, back, he's got back trouble. Has he? Yeah. So, yeah I don't know why you whispered it like, a, yeah, how, how is he? Oh, he's got back trouble. He's got back trouble. So I don't know whether that's going to be. Anyway, Dr. Gupta gave him an enema. Did he? The producer's saying, stop saying enema. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a medical procedure. One day, John, we'll pin you down one. and we'll give you one in the office. And I used to do the bumps. We're going to up the ante on your birthday. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Time for Todd Macklin's American Sports Roundup. Uh, good afternoon, Todd. Hey there, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, Todd. Now, uh, interesting story. Uh, Kyrie Irving from the Boston Celtics. Um, I, I didn't know this at all. I, his his mum was a Native American uh, ancestry. She died, actually, when he was very young. But he's been, uh, he's, he's actually uh, become a member of the Standing Rock Sioux tribe, we read this week. Yeah, that was in, in North Dakota. You're right, uh, uh, you know, he, he's been very vocal about being raised by a, a single father and just what a great job his father did because, as you mentioned, his, his mother died uh, when he was so young. And uh, he's embraced that culture. Um, and, yeah, there was a, a ceremony him and his sister were involved in that they were kind of accepted into the tribe. I, I think they gave him a name. Is it Little Mountain? They they gave him a, a name, a, yes. a Native American name mm. as, 
as well. So, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of cool, right, to, to see a guy kind of em, embrace the, the kind of history uh, of, of his kind of family lineage. Fantastic. What a great story. Also, uh, another good story this week, the first pitch of the ceremonial first pitch. <laughs> Everybody does great, it. Celebrities, different people do it. But this week, um, it was uh, a nun, uh, Sister Mary Jo Sobiek, uh, from a Catholic high school uh, in Chicago. It was at a White Sox game. And not only did she pitch brilliantly, she did the old kind of flick the ball off the bicep and caught it first. It was it was uh, brilliant, wasn't it, uh, Tardis? I'm, I take it it's had quite a lot of uh, press, not publicity over there. Well, I know the White Sox have said that it's probably one of the best ceremonial first pitches they've ever seen from anyone, <laughs> let alone a, a 60-year-old uh, person. And, yeah, she said, you know, she did the bicep flip because she she wanted to go all in. She actually pitched from the pitcher's mound as well, which is very rare. Someone kind of not involved in baseball, when they throw out a first pitch, it's usually done in front of the pitcher's mound because people have a, a hard time getting it the full, you know, 60 feet, 6 inches. She had no problem through a perfect strike. You know, we've talked a lot on the show over the years about the, the bad first pitches. You remember 50 Cent threw one of the worst in mm. the history of first pitches, <laughs> yeah. and she threw one of the best. It was just fantastic yeah. uh, to see. Um, was it, it was one of those balls. What do they call that thing when it's sink, sinkable? When it's sink. sinkable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was one of those. It's really it was good. a good pitch. And now the the, the great honour has been just, uh, bestowed on it. The National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. The small little uh, models that you see in baseball. The sort of big head uh, caricatures. She's getting her own bobblehead. Which confirms that uh, I'm guessing every organization has a Hall of Fame. Mm. I, like you, I had no idea that there was a, a bobblehead Hall of Fame. So yeah. Now, we like the sound uh, of this guy, Butch Hobson, from the Chicago Dogs. Um, uh, he's a baseball uh, coach. So tell us what he did. So was it last week or the week before we talked about a player that uh, he, he got a bad call got thrown out of the game he came back and, and put up a, a garbage can right yeah, where yeah, the umpire great, stands yeah. at home plate mm. so the minor leagues it's fantastic uh, a lot of the times you'll hear great stories about the manager when they get thrown out get thrown out they do some real theatrics so butch hobson actually played major league baseball for the red sox yankees angels he actually managed the red sox for a time but he's kind of been a minor league manager for a long time so he got thrown out of a game now his stick is usually when he gets thrown out of a game He'll go and and take physically take one of the bases and go give it to a kid on his way out uh, b- before he has to leave the field. He did something a little different. He got thrown out, and he faked that he had hit a home run. So he gets tossed out of the game. He goes to home plate, took a couple imaginary swings because he doesn't have a bat, and then rounded the bases to just <laughs> euphoria from the fans and his own team to kind of show. And that's his thing, he just gets so worked up when he gets thrown out of the game. And it was fantastic to watch. Now we're going to hear from uh, the president now. Uh, he had a, a rally. In, why is he having rallies? You won, mate. Why are you still having rallies? <laughs> fantastic. He had a rally in West Virginia. And uh, it's been a busy week for him. I think there's plenty of other things to worry about. But uh, he turned his attention uh, to the NFL and the TV companies. This is what he had to say. It was just announced by ESPN that rather than defending our anthem, our beautiful, beautiful national anthem. And defending our flag, they've decided that they just won't broadcast when they play the national anthem. 
We don't like that. We don't like that. Panto, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to love the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Yeah, brilliant, but, aren't um, they? Apparently, they never, they've, they've not, on Monday night football, they've not been playing the anthem, just been getting straight into the game, not going through all of that. But apparently, they've not done that for quite a while. It's not a new thing, is it, Todd? Absolutely. You're right. It's not a new thing. But that's the beauty of Trump and his supporters, right? They, that You've missed that part of the story, Donald. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it doesn't feed into the message, yeah. right, that he's trying to put across. If you look at the games on a, on a Sunday, they don't do the anthem. Mm. They don't. They never have. Uh, they'll do it on select occasions, right, guys? Like, you know, if, if they're playing on, on November 11th on, on Remembrance Day or whatever, they'll do it. If there's something that they, you know, something special that they need to show the anthem, right at the Super Bowl, right, we show the anthem because it's part of the, the bigger event. They'll do it. But game in and game out, they don't do it. But the beauty of Trump, right? As you said, he had a bad week. Most presidents would be worried about impeachment. This guy goes out there, and what he does is he shines the light somewhere else. Yeah. And he knows for his supporters this is a big thing, him going after the NFL and, and in this instance going after ESPN. It's what he does, right? And the Absolutely. facts, forget about the facts. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon. And, uh, yeah, maybe they make a bobblehead of you one day, Andy. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Tremendous. <laughs> Big enough. Yeah. Okay, uh, have a great weekend. We're back on Monday uh, from 1. And thanks for downloading this. Oh, we've got some clips. Haven't we? I'm forgetting that. Oh, yeah. Got a couple of extra clips. Oh, yeah. That's Is right. Decent now, oh, yeah. They're typical, these. As you may be aware, he's a bit, he's a bit cruel. So he's a bit cruel sometimes. He, well, he is cruel quite a lot. And he's often caught our old mate Nigel Botherway in yeah. Fisherman's Blues. And I won't let him put him in the clips. I shouldn't really let him put him in this, but, yeah. you know, he's put the effort in. So. <laughs> I have, yeah. Nigel, it's nothing to do with me, mate. He's on his own. Nigel doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, I think he, he might now. You reckon he does? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Even Todd Macklin, they listen to it together. <laughs> so, okay, what's the first clip then? Can you remember? Uh, yes, it's Nigel talking about what's coming up. Oh, good. Right, that's us back. As promised, more on eels. Yeah, can't wait. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of. I listened to that show. They had a lot of people calling in about eels just because you don't like eels. Oh, doesn't mean nobody incredible. else does. It was far too much on eels. Okay, well, we've got another one. Yeah, been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and keep up the good work. Okay, thank you, Nigel. Fasc- thank you very much. Fascinating that I, you know, I could talk about eels all day. Thank goodness the show's only an hour then. <laughs> See what I mean? It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Very poor. I know. Harsh. Sorry, Nigel. Um, that's it. We will catch up with you on Monday. <laughs> Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.